we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is the 195th episode and it is also the Polis Priorities episode. These are the priorities for the 10th of June, 2020. Comics are kicking back. We've got Marvel again. We got, and there's a little bit more than, you know, the previous week, but still, uh, there's still a lot to be desired. But at the same time, you know, I'm kind of, kind of cool with this amount coming out. I really am. I'm cool with that. It gives me a lot more to anticipate, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll just get on with it. So, if you're looking for places to get these comics and you're still COVID conscious, or maybe your uh, store was one of the unfortunate ones that went down, uh, Hooked on Comics is actually here to help you out. They do new books on Tuesdays. Yes, they do. They do you know, purchase your books on Tuesdays. Obviously, you can't receive them because it's all through the mail. Duh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and you, um, you get to secure books just in case, like I said, you don't get to go to a comic book store, unfortunately. Uh, but Hooked on Comics has your back. So, you can catch their live auctions on Tuesdays and Saturdays, Tuesdays at 6 Eastern and Saturdays at 7 Eastern. Um, but as well as those auctions, like I said, on Tuesdays, they do also put up new books before they do their auctions, and they're all buy it now, you know, first come first serve basis but it's good stuff it is it's good stuff i enjoy tuning in uh you could find them on nsclivetv.com you could find them on the hooked on comics facebook group page and you can also see them shared in the cheers to comics facebook group page as well so um as a proud member of the nsclivetv.com family i do support hooked on comics and what they are doing to keep this industry alive and keep books supplied. So, once again, Tuesdays at 6 Eastern and Saturdays at 7 Eastern. And there you have it. So, let's talk about what you might be finding on Hooked On Comics or your own local comic book store for that matter. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. Um, uh, shoot, I, I do free plugs for comic book stores quite often. Um, you just, you know, the more you pay, the more you get. <laughs> free plugs are pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, uh, <clears throat> Mile High Comics. So, let's talk indie comics to get it going. <laughs> Vault. I love it when Vault puts out a book. They got No One's Rose, number two. So I did not pick up number one, but this is Emily Horn and Zach Thompson. Big fan of Zach Thompson. Um, so yeah, in the chaotic aftermath of the parade, siblings Ten and Saren are left to contemplate the future of the Green Zone as the eco-utopia, eco-utopia's precarious balance is exposed, Ten's future as a bioengineer is threatened, while Saren learns what it means to join the symbiotic reel. Oh shit, and look at that, right on the cover, a bunch of protesters. Um, eerie. Eerie with the times, right? 
non-human rights, one earth, rights for all. Look at this, man. Look at this. Whew. I have a feeling this book is going to fly off the shelves just because of the cover and what's going on right now. Which I'm not going to get into any detail. Uh, we're not going to have that kind of podcast. It's going to be a happy podcast. We're going to use comics to escape. We're going to use comics to escape. Uh, not something to hide behind. I will say that. Um, we still need to recognize the situation. But at the same time, comics are a really good escape. And we learn a lot from comics. Comics are so much more than an escape as well. It's also a way to fucking, you know, like I said, kind of get in the know. Get in the know. Open your mind up. Uh, definitely open my mind up. That's for goddamn sure. So, no one's rose. There you go. I have a feeling this book's going to sell the hell out. I really do. That's just my prediction. And there's a couple of great covers, too. So, moving on from Vault, let's jump all the way up to Oni Press. And by the way, I am on the previewsworld.com to be getting my uh, my info here. So, yeah. Uh, any misreadings, you can thank them for not proofreading. <laughs> anyway, Oni Press. Uh, we've got Dryad, number two. This is Curtis J. Weeby and Webb? Weib? Weeby? I don't know. I'm sorry. And Justin Osterling. Uh, yeah, so Rana and Griffin dread that they've released an ancient evil from the temple, but Morgan and Neil battle fear with logic and reason. All right. Amid all the chaos, one thing is clear. The town of Frostbrook has been set ablaze with demons roaming the streets in search of one target, Yale Glass. And on the cover there we got uh, a seemingly frightened of sorts elf drawing a bow and arrow and a little shady figure in the background. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I don't know what Dryad is. It definitely looks like some D&D type of stuff. You know, maybe, you know, the critical role-ish in a way. But um, there you go. For people into that kind of stuff, there you go. Um, but there's more. There's more from Oni Press. Oh no, they're not holding back. They're still doing Rick and Morty. They don't give a shit that the the ongoing's over. They're gonna keep putting out these minis and what have you. So we've got Ryan Ferrier or Ferrier. I don't know. I don't. I don't speak those other languages. I apologize. I really do. I don't mean to make fun. Uh, <laughs> and Costanza. Orozo. All right. Well, it finally happened. Rick and Morty are in hell, and we don't mean the DMV. By the way, this is Rick and Morty go to hell number one. It's fire, brimstone, and torture for all eternity. Typical Rick, he sees a way out of this mess and drags Morty with him on a horrific adventure to speak to the manager. And right on, cool. I'm into it. You know, I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to try. Fuck, I didn't pre-order it. I didn't pre-order it, and I'm really relying on these FOCs, guys. Um, you know, I, I wish I could do these episodes much sooner, but I don't have the, the accurate information. Um, maybe I could do FOC. You know what? I'm going to start doing FOC podcasts. Son of a bitch. Uh, stay tuned for that. I got to write that down because I do get some FOCs. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're going to add to it. Um, let's also... Let's also talk... Or, well, shit, is the timing going to be right? I'll check into it. I'm definitely going to check into it. Let me put it that way. Uh, <laughs> fuck brains and sparks of flying. All right, that's Oni Press. I got all excited. Let's go up to Aftershock. Still sticking with the little guys. We've got Artemis and Assassin, number two. 
I don't know what this is, but it's Stephanie Phillips and Megan Hetrick, and Previous World gives me a zero description whatsoever. But I could tell you that there's a dude with an arrow, and he's got glowy tattoos. You know, so you're thinking, alright, more fucking Lord of the Rings type of shit. Maybe he's got some gauged ears, he's got some big earlobes, or I don't know, some tribal shit happening. But he's looking down a very modern um, uh, military tank. So, what's there? What's there? I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's what's happening, Artemis and the Assassin. I hope me describing these covers is kind of helping in a way, shape, or form. I don't know. Uh, also, from Aftershock, we've got Join the Future, number two, Zach Kaplan and Peter Kowalski. The Future. Where ultra-modern megacities flourish while rural American towns struggle to survive. And that's, that's how it's hyphenated there. I don't know, I wasn't trying to be cute. I don't think that was cute at all. I don't appreciate that previous world. After an attack by high-tech mercenaries, the small community of Frank Lynn, what? Vacates its township and starts moving its people to the city. This sends the mayor's strong-willed teenager daughter, Clementine Libby, of course her name is Clementine Libby, on a strong-willed teenager... Oh. On a quest of revenge and resistance. What the fuck is going on with the hyphens? As she challenges the city's control. While clinging to her small town, Prince... Ipples. <laughs> uh, come join her adventure in this sci-fi... I guess that one's right. Western. Come join the future. Alright, so it starts with the future and ends with the future... There's a lot going on there. There's those. I'm sorry. That was distracting. Just as distracting for me. On the cover, there's a burning cabin and a whole lot of old-timey names buried and uh, wooden crosses and whatnot. And I'm going to imagine that's Clementine Libby on the cover. But in the background, it's all futuristic and whatnot because it says the future, remember? But in the foreground, it's like yesteryear. Sorry, I'm, I'm up late. Undone by Blood, number three. <laughs> Lonnie Nadler and, once again, Zach Thompson. Uh, along with Sammy Cavella. So, with a new leading point toward her family's killer, Ethel uncovers the sinister secrets hidden beneath the quaint surface of Sweetheart, Arizona, and its famed high school football team. What is with the hyphens this week? Alright, I'm going to start not taking the hyphens seriously. Apparently, it's not just for that book. Somebody fucks some shit up in the coding. But when she sticks her nose where it doesn't belong, the townspeople don't take kindly to it and display the ruthless hospitality. Despite her bruises, Ethel is more determined than ever, and she shows it all to the famed fictional gunslinger, Solomon Eaton. Meanwhile, the cowboy faces his own complications in the form of betrayal and must decide what he values more. Companionship? Her violence? Undone by blood. Look at that. That's dope, right? Uh, I had uh, Lonnie Nadler on the podcast not too long ago and kind of talked about it a little bit. You know? You know? Let's do Boom. Boom Studios. Oh, Faithless is back. All you perverts. Brian Azzarello and Maria love it. I'm not going to give the description here because who knows who's listening. It's a very erotic book. Uh, all the covers are erotic. There's variant covers that just... Um, human growth and development and 3D, man. Oh, well, 2D, but, you know, you know. Uh, lots of, uh, 
well, three covers on that. There's an FOC cover as well. And then we've got Go Go Power Rangers, <laughs> number 32. I thought we just did this. All right, whatever. Go Go Power Rangers, number 32, is coming out. Go Go's been kind of confusing in the timeline compared to Mighty Morphin. I'm definitely digging Mighty Morphin more, but what are you going to do? <laughs> more boom. There's Dark Crystal, number 8. So anybody that reads that, there you go. And then there is Something is Killing the Children, number 7. This book's getting all types of, uh, uh, well, love. Uh, I admittedly, I read the first issue, I loved it. I read the second issue. It really turned me off, and I was afraid that I was going to get the super drawn-out story, but from what I understand, it tunes right back in. But unfortunately, I dropped it. But for those of you that are still reading Something is Killing the Children, there you go. Number seven is out. It's been a while. Dynamite. I'm not going to talk about all the Dynamite books here because a lot of you know my feelings on how Dynamite does their thing. But uh, I'm going to cherry pick. I'm definitely going to cherry pick. We've got James Bond, number five. Uh, Vita Ayala and Danny Lore along with Brent Peoples. So, fakes are everywhere. 007 has no clue who to trust. His training and intuition are all that stand between the shadows and the light. So, there you go. I love a good James Bond story. I think the comics are way better than the movies. I'm going to say it. Way better. And then, uh, just one more to randomly cherry pick out of Dynamite. Uh, some Kiss Zombies action. We're at number five here. This is done by Ethan Sachs and Rodney Buscemi. So, there you go. Bam. That's dynamite. It went from boom to dynamite. You, you like that? IDW. Uh, Cobra Kai Karate Kid Saga continues. It's the final showdown. So yes, the four-parter is coming to an end, and I heard the series got canceled, and that's a super fucking bummer. Like, what the fuck? I hope that's just a rumor. I hope that's not true. But for those of you that watched the YouTube series continuation of the original story with all the original actors, this is very, very, very fucking spot on to the comic, and it feels like you're just leaving that... Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. It's great. I love this series. I do. I love this freaking series. Also from IDW, we have Kill Lock, number five of six. Kill Lock is... It, it, it's awesome, but I do believe this is a book, and... You'll probably you'll hear me say this once every six thousand books. I think this is a book that's better to be enjoyed digitally, and that's because it, the art is very very intricate and involved and amazing. But it's done in a bunch of panels, or at least the first issue that I read was. Maybe I'm wrong from here on out, but from my introduction, the first issue, I thought, fuck, I need to read this digitally. It's just, I I need all this blown up, otherwise it's just a little hard to make out. You know, you do some squinting and shit, and it, it comes out, but... Uh, or maybe you're just a person that picks up a few books a week, and your brain's not fried uh, by the time you get around to a book sometimes. Like, mine happens to be sometimes. I don't know, it's just... I'm not making excuses, but that's just where I am on that book. The art is very, very, very detailed and put into small panels. But when uh, broken down, it's absolutely lovely. So, there you go. Kill Lock. It's awesome. Uh, Mountainhead, number four of five. I feel like this book's been on delay for a long time. But here we are. Fourth this year's out. John Lees and Ryan Lee. Not going to get into that because it's, you know, 80% of the way through. And then there's also Wellington, number four of five. Aaron Mankey and Delilah Dawson. Along with Peter Kowalski once again. 
and you know I'm not sure what Wellington is but once again I'm not going to give details on a book that's 80% of the way through because who knows what's told in there so if you're interested for something new there you go uh, no dark horse this week but we are going to talk some good image some good old image uh, first off we've got Adventure Man Adventure Man number one I do believe I ordered this on the FOC it's Matt Fraction, it's Terry Dotson it's Rachel Dotson, it's going to be great it's a series premiere, it's a cataclysmic adventure decades in the making and this wildly affordable triple length first issue revisit the legend of the greatest pulp hero of them all Adventure Man Ended in a heartbreaking cliffhanger with our hero facing execution at the vile hands of his ultra-nemesis, Baron Bizarre, on the eve of Macabrapolips. Macabrapolips. <laughs> Macabrapolips. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I swear to God, I'm not completely stupid. But that was, uh, Macabrapolips. <laughs> or did it? Eighty years after his apparent demise, single mother Claire and her adventure fan son Tommy seem to be the only two people alive that remember the thrilling Adventure Man sagas. But from that, memories burn the spark of resurrection. Where his story ended, her story begins. I'm into it. I'm into it. I ordered it. I'm stoked. I like Matt Fraction. I love the Dodsons. It's good stuff. Um, I'm going to tell you right now the book I'm anticipating the most right now. The book that I think the world would uh, really just kind of take a step back if they picked up is Bitterroot. Bitterroot number eight is back. It's David F. Walker. It's Chuck Brown. It's Sanford Green. And uh, I'm not going to get into details of this book, but I will say that it is very in with what's going on right now with these riots and its own very metaphorical comic book fun, but... Um, Oh, oh, well, I don't want to say woke, but awakening type of way. And I don't want to say woke, I mean, that's not what I mean. It's just, I don't like to use any type of uh, leaning terms or slang in any type of way. That's that's all. Um, but it, it is awakening, if that helps. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Bitterroot. I could not recommend this series enough. And there's a dope-ass Purple Rain Prince tribute cover as well. Uh, we've got Decorum, number two. This is Jonathan Hickman and Mike Huddleston. Uh, I'm, I, I have it on the pull list. It's going to be one that I think just kind of I'm going to be collecting. We'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, eventually I get around to it. But I know how Hickman rolls. And I don't have time for any more Hickman than X-Men right now. So that's, that's where it's at. Uh, Die, 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 number ten. Uh, Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple. I'm not reading this book, but there you go. Die, Die, Die is coming out. Uh, I, I hope they're still not not soliciting these books because that makes it really hard for distributors uh, to, you know, uh, it just makes them order blindly, and that's not fair. So I hope they're back to actually, or not back to, but uh, have gotten to soliciting these titles now. Um, I, I don't actually admittedly read the previews magazines. I read previews the week as they come out, and that's what it is. That's all on me. That's my bad. I should start doing that more. Carrying on, Excellence, number seven, Brandon Thomas and Carrie Randolph. This starts off a new story arc. So there you go. At Spencer Dale's is one purpose. Tear down the ages. That, that's what it says, ages. And free everyone under their protection. However, with his closest ally in prison in the tenth, in the tenth, 
as in a person, looking to put Spence in an adjoining cell, creating a better future won't be easy, but it needs to happen. Now. Ah. Rolling Rock. Not sponsoring this podcast. Yet. Uh, Ice Cream Man, number 19, W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo, along with Chris O'Halloran. Um, Alright, first off, I gotta say, support this creative team in any way, shape, or form you can. These guys did outside-the-box type of stuff and created Ice Cream Man minis during the the diamond stoppage to kind of keep the love of comics going. They did Ice Cream Man mini digital shorts. So, I say show your appreciation and go out and sell out the first Ice Cream Man book since the pandemic, because although this is a horror book, the people making these books have hearts of fucking gold, and I cannot stress that enough. So please go out and make sure that there is no more Ice Cream Man on the shelf. Uh, this is this I, I urge you on that. I really do. Carrying on. Carrying on. Uh, Killadelphia. Oh, you know I'm gonna talk about Killadelphia. Rodney Barnes and Jason Son Alexander. I've had Rodney Barnes on the show. He is one of the nicest fellows I've ever met. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and call him a millionaire and say he's the first millionaire I've ever had on this podcast uh, until Chuck Rosansky. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that. He wants more. He wants more of this, Mike. He does, and we have got so much to talk about there. But in the, uh, backtracking, that's off the rails. Uh, more uh, fucking... Rodney Barnes, he's doing a great vampire story, and those aren't words that I speak often. Um, I stopped reading after issue three, but continue to collect it. It's on my pull list for sure, because I want to read the last three issues, or I want to just finish, or how do I say this? I want to read all six issues in bulk. Despite the fact that I've already read one, two, and three, I really just want to reread them all and then appreciate four, five, and six even more. I urge you to go out and pick up Philadelphia. I really, really do. This this book is amazing, and once again, kind of, kind of with the times, kind of with the times. I'm not going to get into it anymore, but it's very eye-opening. We've got Sonata number ten. I heard this book was just picked up by Netflix. Uh, so David Hine and uh, Brian Haberlein writing this one along with Haberlein doing the art as well. So I, I read the first few issues of Sonata, and I felt, okay, like, this is futuristic Romeo and Juliet. Um, I'm not into love stories, but, you know, I have the first four or five issues, I would say. I, I wouldn't not recommend it, let's put it that way. Uh, artistically, it's one of the most beautiful books on the market, period. It's, it's, I, I, I can't describe it. There's no way to describe it through audio. So I, I suggest you go out and pick that book up, and if you touch it, you gotta buy it. Those are the new COVID rules. So, gotcha. But you're not gonna be disappointed. You're not. It's it's good stuff. Uh, but just keep in mind that you know, from what I tell you, the first five issues was very revolved around a Romeo and Juliet esque type of story. Based off the cover art I'm seeing here, it looks like some motherfucking shit has gone down in the last five or six issues. Uh, so I'm into it. I'm into it. This is, what does it say? The Citadel Field of Nightmares Part 4. Alright, Sonata arrives at the Citadel where the lost old god is waiting for his own perfect creation, Kali, the Angel of Death. Death. Sounds gnarly. I, I, I really do. Just because I dropped it doesn't mean it's not good. Let's, once again, I gotta say this every podcast. I'm never here to sway anybody. 
never here to sway anybody negatively. Um, I will never talk down on a podcast or on a podcast on a uh, on a book. I just won't. If I don't like it, I by no means think it's bad. You know, if it's something that's objectively bad, I just won't fucking mention it. That's all there is to it. You know, because I also want you guys to have faith and taste. But that's only if something's objectively bad, and that rarely comes up. Very rarely, so there you go. Uh, keeping with it, we've got Stealth popping up, Mike Costa and Nate Bellagarde, along with Tamara Bond villain. Stealth is awesome. Uh, uh, ah, man. I don't think I want to give any... I, I say go through and find Stealth 1 and be glad that Stealth 2 is available now. Uh, this is, I think this book is really going to take off. I, I enjoyed the shit out of issue one. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to give the description there. Um, Undiscovered Country, number six. This is Charles Sewell and uh, Scott Snyder, along with Leonardo Marcello Grassi and Giuseppe Camancoli. Uh, so the first story arc comes to an end. So essentially, we're, we're learning who our, our team is. Um, I've said this in the past, uh, numerous times. I do believe this is Image's new shot at a Walking Dead run. Uh, there's a lot of new characters that we slowly get introduced to piece by piece, issue by issue in the first arc. And, uh, yeah, uh, I dig the shit out of it. If you could find, uh, the, the few issues before, I'd say go out and pick it up. At this point, I'm kind of just cherry-picking issues as I read them, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I'd say this is the first book I've ever done that with, as far as an indie goes. Where I, besides Ice Cream Man, obviously, because that's that's a book where each individual story is its each individual story. But uh, yeah, I'm just kind of slowly getting to to know the 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 cast and crew because it's in development, and I think I kind of want to enjoy it in a very odd way, in a way I've never consumed media before by only knowing. Uh, pieces of the comic and having, I don't know, I don't know. I guess that wouldn't be the first, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I, either way, I recommend this book. I do. Sorry, I'm a little nasally. And that's it for the indies. That's it for the indies. Thankfully, we have Marvel Comics, but first we're going to talk DC. Gotcha, fuckers. Uh, Amethyst. Hold on. Jesus fucking Christ. Amethyst, number three of six. I don't read Amethyst, but for those of you that are, throwback, boom. Uh, there's more Batman Secret Files. This is a $5 book. This is number three. Who's doing this? Oh, a whole lot of heat. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people. James Tinian IV, Vida Ayala, Marika Tamaki, Dan Waters, ooh, Philip Kennedy Johnson. And then as far as art goes, oh, we've got Riley Rossmel. What? Uh, Sumit Kumar, Victor... Ibanez? Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, no, cool. Right on. So, whatever Batman Secret Files is, if you're reading it, there you go. One book I missed out on, that's that's my bad, and it's Batman The Adventures Continues. This is the first of a six-part series done by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, uh, along with Ty Templeton. <coughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, it's Batman The Animated Series is continuing. Batman Adventures continues. There we go. There we go. Just a six-parter. Just a six-parter. Uh, I wish I would have added it to my list. Odds are I'm 
probably not going to have it available because that's what shops are doing right now. Uh, oh, and DC is doing a, <laughs> a Batman Adventures number one classic as well. Uh, there you go. Uh, Batman's Grave, number seven. So for those of you reading the uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, Kevin Nolan, 12-parter, number seven, has a, Haseth arriving. I said that badly on purpose. Uh, Flash 755 is coming out. Joshua Williamson's continuing on with Flash. So there you go. Uh, I don't know. Let me give a description here. The Flash Age races to its stunning conclusion. Okay. Flash is forced to work side by side with his greatest foe as he teams up with Reverse Flash against his new foe, Paradox. But the damage Paradox did to the Flash legacy might be too much to undo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I doubt it. Doubt it. There you go. For those who are reading Flash. Bam. Harley Quinn number 73. Good lord. Sam Humphreys is still at it. Sammy... Basri doing the art. So there you go. Harley Quinn, 73. Bam. Oh, it's time to celebrate the Joker in the 80th anniversary 100-page special. There's a whole heaping bunch of people doing a whole b bunch of covers and art and stories and bam. Good stuff. All types of good stuff. Uh, great covers. Ten bucks a book. Nope. Yep. Ten bucks a book. Justice League. <laughs> Justice League number 46. So I'm actually I'm totally into Justice League again. I'm just gonna kind of forget the whole 39 issue story arc that Snyder laid out and just kind of go with the flow. I would say pick up Justice League at number 45. That's the safest, most recent place to pick up Justice League, and then carry on for there because it's cool. It's because it's the Justice League versus the Amazons, and yes, that includes Wonder Woman versus the Amazons as well because she's a Justice League. She gets attacked because she brought men. She brought men to the the Miscaria, the Miscaria, the Miscaria. I don't know how, the Miscaria. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Justice League Odyssey number twenty one. So yeah, Justice League Spurs. Legion of Superheroes number six be popping off yo. So there you go. For those of you reading that, that's happening. Lois Lane number eleven to twelve. People digging Lois Lane. Uh, I don't read anything in the Superman universe outside of just Superman itself, so uh, I don't know what's happening there, but I hear good things. I do hear good things. Nightwing, I am super pumped on. I do think this is a very underrated book in the DC library. I, I, I this was actually this uh, Nightwing was Nightwing this series. Uh, Tim Seeley writing it. Uh, he, he, this is the guy that got me into my first, uh, DC subscription, was this run, even before Batman, believe it or not. I fucking love this run, I do, and with the, the this whole Joker War stuff, it is mighty intriguing. I'm digging the shit out of it. I suggest you pick up Nightwing. Uh, I know that the socials say weird, poor things for some reason, but I truthfully don't get that. I really don't get why people say poor things about Nightwing. Maybe because of the whole Dick to Rick thing, but come on. Any, anybody complaining clearly has never read a fucking comic book for, before and waited two or three years for something to happen. And it looks like it's going to happen within less than a year and a half for it to switch back. That's just how shit goes. They shake shit up for a while, get people stirred up and get attention on the book and then uh, get attention off the book so that when they bring the book back, they could have a huge back or, you know, reselling. That's, it's just fucking marketing, guys. Come on. Don't be mad. It's, it's, they're just trying to sell books. 
And they're not telling bad stories. They're just shaking things up. Bad is very, in this case, subjective, not objective. I've been digging the shit out of it. And I'm not necessarily a critic, but, you know, on the mic. Uh, but I am a critic in my own way. And you would know if I wasn't digging it because I wouldn't have been talking about this book for, well... I'd say issue 48 of Nightwing is around the time the series started, to give you any idea, and I've talked about every single issue. I've got episodes to prove it. So there you go. That's my that's my testimony on Nightwing. And that does it for DC Comics. Not a super heavy DC week. We do have Marvel, but not a super heavy Marvel week either. I apologize, my throat is dry as shit. Hang on. Try water this time. Didn't really help, but there we go. Black Cat number 11 is happening, so there you go. We got Marvel Zombies variants popping off, so uh, anybody that's into that, there you go. Uh, one of the few variants that Marvel's continuing to go with, I guess, because they dropped, what is it, Sneakers and Dark and uh, Living Vampire. I remembered all that. Hold for applause. So, uh, Black Cat, number 11. There's a Marvel Zombies variant. There's Daredevil, number 20. Uh, possibly DC, or DC, I apologize. Marvel's best ongoing series. You know, it's definitely in the talks when it comes to Venom. I mean, I prefer Venom, but there's others that say otherwise. But I think when you were to ask anyone right now, what are the top two Marvel books, Daredevil is going to be in the discussion. So there you go. Chip Zarsky and Marco Kiketo, they're killing it. And my favorite name, cover artist to say in comics, Julian Titino Tetesco. Bam. I fucking love this goddamn series. I do too. I really do. Uh, all the hype is worth it. And yes, there's a Marvel Zombies variant. Uh, Deadpool is coming out. Deadpool number five. I am so fucking pumped. There's a kaiju haiku. <laughs> uh, is this the episode where Jeff... The land shark yield, wields a knife. I don't know why I always accidentally say yield every time I go to say wield. It's it's weird. Uh, I know what the proper word is because I always correct myself before I even finish the wrong word. If anybody could, if, it, if there's anybody out there listening that knows things like that, um, <laughs> please let me let me know. Uh, but yeah, no, Kelly Thompson was on the podcast and we talked about my love for Jeff the Land Shark and how she created him and how he was going to have a knife in his mouth and whatnot. And you know what? Deadpool on the cover here is holding a knife. So will Jeff the Land Shark wield a knife? I fucking hope so. I, I love this Kelly Thompson run of Deadpool. I honestly, I'm I'm grateful to say that since I started reading Deadpool, and that was Jerry Duggan's run through Civil War two, and then Scotty Young's run, and then now Kelly Thompson. I I think Deadpool is never uh, is is in great fucking hands. It's in great fucking hands. I I it's all great. It's all great stuff. It's all great stuff. Uh, Excalibur, Excalibur number ten. So. I am no longer reading Excalibur. Never dropped it, though. Uh, I think I stopped reading it at issue number four or five, but I've continued to keep it on my pull list because, I, honestly, I really do think that I'm just going to have all of the the X-Men titles 
collected. I always, yeah, I keep saying I might drop New Mutants, I might drop Excalibur, but um, I, no, I think I'm just going to keep them. I do. I want to keep this industry going, and why not fucking have a complete collection of all of the X titles out there? I know it's a bold thing to do, and it's an expensive thing. I don't recommend it unless you're, you know, in a spot to be able to do it, but luckily I'm in a spot to be able to do it on account of my uh, discounts, so yeah, there you go. Um, will I be talking about Excalibur? Probably not, uh, but who knows? Who knows? There's not a lot coming out so or that's on my pull list at least so maybe i do and i haven't read a marvel book in a couple of weeks at that point so we'll see we'll see maybe i do talk about excalibur maybe it brings me back in miles morales spider-man number 17 already wow uh saladin ahmed is still added along with Car carmen nunez careno carnero sorry i said that wrong so there you go spider-man miles morales good stuff on my pull list, uh, but I kind of this, this is actually a Marvel title that I do read sporadically. And then to wrap up the show, we've got New Mutants number ten. Once again, been collecting it, but haven't read it since issue number one or two. Actually, still, uh, I gotta support the team. So there you go, there you have it. Those are the priorities for uh, the tenth of June. Uh, I urge you to uh, go out. Support a local comic book store any way you can, whether it's online, whether it's through auctions. Um, Cheers to Comics actually does auctions now, but as of right now, I'm not doing new books. So I still say at this point in time, check out Hooked on Comics. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, support this podcast by signing up on Patreon, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. The shirts have arrived. The shirts have arrived, unfortunately. Um, I'm not super proud of the quality that they kind of turned out to be. So I don't have it in good faith to sell you these shirts yet. Uh, I do apologize. I have ten prototypes, eight of which have been spoken for. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a giveaway. Um, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, let's. Uh, either way, the, the point of all that is I was supposed to have Patreon or shirts in the Patreon as a new tier, but didn't happen. There's still plenty of reasons for only a dollar a month to sign up. I have exclusive uh, interviews or early access to interviews, ad free. Um, and along with other tiers, it could wind you up on the podcast as a guest as well. So. Support the podcast that way. Um, uh, leave five-star reviews everywhere you can. Apple, it's a big deal. Uh, Stitcher, uh, all of them, all of them. Podchaser, do that. Uh, as always, I'm not going to preach anymore, but do continue to stay safe. There is still sicknesses going on out there, so yeah. Stay safe. Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne.
Good day. I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina Conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any Cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community.